Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There are a myriad of reasons we don't do Dance Party Fridays as much as we used to. Yes. Not going to get into all that right now. Yes. But we had something happen recently. They gave us a reason, I think, to revisit today. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. Ah! Hey, Chucklehead. Dating keywords. So I always stay clear of women who have the term Kevin and Bean in their profile. I mean, that show's pretty terrible, right? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm right. You know who pissed me off? Dale Stern, the principal of Diana Lewis Elementary who permanently canceled Pizza Fridays. Now, pizza's not healthy. How come I've never seen a fat Italian? You, sir, are a pepperoni. And you are my chump of the week. Hey, everybody. Um, it's no real comfortable or good way to start this, so let's just jump right in. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. And here are the monkeys. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. I will pay for the legal fees, I promise. And now. How's this? It's nice. But is it gay enough? I, I don't want to be kicking myself later that we should have gone more gay. Let's err on the side of gay. It feels appropriately gay. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Friday morning, the 27th of July. Bong bong, you guys. Right? Bong bong. I don't right? think that's used in the way of saying hello. I think Word? bong bong is like, <laughs> I think bong bong is the new aloha. I think it can mean a multitude <laughs> no. of things. Yeah. No. So. no, the guy that made it up doesn't use it that way. It doesn't, look, he doesn't own it forever. It's out there he in does. the world now. No, it's out there in the world now. Let's, just, let's use it the way he used it, if we're going to use it at all. Well, bong bong to you. No. Mm-mm. I'm just saying, I hope no. you slip on a bong bong and nope. break your bong bong. Nope. Now How about that? Now it's just nuts. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I put up the uh, famous photo uh, on the uh, Twitter, my, my Twitter account, at Kevin Bean, is, uh, has retweeted it. And um, it's it's the photo of us after we shaved our heads. We were in, of all places, New Orleans, New Orleans. Louisiana, yeah. when we shaved our heads. Remember when you used to do stuff? I don't. Remember when I could talk you into getting your head shaved in New Orleans on Bourbon Street? Uh, I sh- and I and now I live in New Orleans and won't go anywhere near Bourbon Street. <laughs> I was like, come on, dude, it'll really be funny. <laughs> all right. So I put the photo up uh, uh, as a result of the conversation that we had yesterday where we were trying to talk mugs into shaving his head. Mm-hmm. I think we got some highlights of that coming up in a little bit, but um, we were telling him how sexy he was going to look and how confident and how the ladies were going to love it. We were wrong. That was bad. <laughs> that was bad well, advice based on this photo. Again, <laughs> I think it depends on the person. 
And I'm you, not positive you and I were able to pull that off. I'm going to tell you right now, I was not prepared for this photo because you guys both said how awful you look. Right. No, you don't. What? You, what? I'm telling you. Are we looking at the same picture? We may not be. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, you both have pretty good shaped heads. Oh, you should have seen the back look, of Bean's head. Oh, Looks really? like a Sharpei. The hot dogs? Okay. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, you guys look pretty good. I mean, I don't Chip, think that's true. have you seen this? See? It's not well, bad. It's right. you guys, so it's never going to be amazing. Yeah. But, <laughs> right, but I, for thought, I thought and think it's horrible. No, huh. not got, at all. We got a lot of uh, a lot of reaction from the listener who dug it up yesterday and posted it. I'm sorry I don't have your name right now, but uh, Andre writes in, hey, you guys look straight up Vato Locos, which I thought was nice. <laughs> I always right. wanted to be that. Um, Dan says we should shave our heads again. Gabriel says, Bean looks like a straight-up G. Kevin looks like he can't believe he got in the wrong car again. <laughs> Please. I think that his eyes are just open. Like, you do look surprised by a lot in the uh, picture. Am I surprised or am I crazy? Oh, right. bong bong. Bong bong, indeed. Well done. <laughs> D says, uh, Bean looks like a badass dude. Kevin just looks insane. Hashtag shave your head for the summer. Uh, so a lot of, a lot of people. Uh, Kevin looks like Eminem, says Juan. I do. Uh, Dan says once now this is this is a this is a key factor here by the way and I think Dan is absolutely right once the scalp gets a little color it's not as shocking oh that makes sense that's true which told I mean that's part of why it looks so weird is because it's obviously brand new you just shaved your head but once once the the skin color is the same all over I mm-hmm. think it would look a lot more normal what about vulgar magician that only three minutes ago came up with right said Kev. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Butter says, this cannot be an accurate portrayal at all. Kevin has a way bigger head. In this photo, my head does appear to be bigger than yours. Yes, yes. it's the angle. I think I was was closer to the camera than you were. Oh, I see how that works for you. When my head's Um, big, there's no camera angle. Because you're not closer to the camera in every single photo that's ever been taken of you. Uh, Lionel says, that's the best they both looked in a picture I've seen. I'm telling you. That's just not true. you guys both look good. Do we have the picture being of the cowboy hats? I, that I don't know. Because we went from New Orleans to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And when we went to Nashville, we realized one guy with a shaved head is fine. Mm-hmm. But two guys next to each other, both shaved heads, uh-huh. were white supremacists. Yes. No. And we felt like that's what <gasps> we looked like. So we both bought cowboy hats. Oh, now you're just a white supremacist with a cowboy right. hat. Right. And it that was you think this is entertaining. That was unbelievable. Oh, I wish God. we had a picture of that because neither of us can wear a cowboy hat. How hard was it for you to find a cowboy hat? Uh, it was pretty well, difficult. I'm, that's, to, that's for me who has a difficult. huge large noggin. They had to kill a whole new cow just to make a <laughs> cowboy hat. They sewed two together. Oh, no. Yeah. Mark says, uh, hey, Kevin Bean, saw your photo. Had no idea you guys auditioned for American History X. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Brooks, holy S, Bean looks like he'll kick all of our asses at once. You do. We, you look hard. I think like, we... We both, had some, uh, we both had some crazy eyes a little bit in that photo, I think. Um, by the way, uh, Allie, at the time of this Kevin and Bean uh, summer vacation where we ended up shaving our heads in New Orleans, then went on to Nashville, then we may have gone to another city after that, and then we ended up in the Bermuda. Bahamas? In Bermuda? Bermuda. Bermuda, right. What? And that's where I got hit by the bus and I broke my oh, foot. Oh, right. So when we got back to Los Angeles, I had only been dating Donna like... Six weeks or something, right? Oh, no. Like six weeks we'd been dating because we met in May and this was like in, you know, July or something like that. So we, here's her new boyfriend getting off the plane 
and I have a shaved head, I have a cowboy hat, and I'm in a wheelchair with a big <laughs> cast on my leg. And a broken foot with a giant cast. <laughs> right. No one has ever been more comfortable on a plane than six foot six being six foot yes, six. Right. Uh, and no first class, of course. Right? Yeah, of course not. But uh, scratches on his elbows and knees, oh. broken foot. He's miserable. He's got bald head. It's so. Oh. Uh, what did Donna say? Uh, I think she reconsidered her choice at that point. I think she thought, what am I getting myself into? What is this? What nonsense is this? Bean called me and told me that happened. He went to the hospital and he broke his foot, but I didn't see him until we got to the airport. Uh-huh. So I walked in and I saw him sitting in a wheelchair in the airport with a cast on his foot. I could not hold myself back. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Well, it didn't seem- Getting hit, but there's nothing funny about getting hit by a bus. No, but you were fine afterwards. He went right over the handlebars. <laughs> Flying through the air with his cowboy hat. People die like that, man. (laughs) Right, but you didn't. Right, but I'm saying that's a serious thing. Right, but I'm saying in retrospect, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Because you're fine. Not to me. You're fine. Not to me. Indeed. Right right said Kev, I'm fine. (laughs) Right said Kev. I like that very much. That's the the new Kev dog. Bong, bong. Bong, bong. Mm. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? I'm sorry, but what if we don't want to work on that? Comedian Jay Moore. Oh, I love Jay. We'll be in today. Love him, too. We have uh, Akbar Bajabiyamiya. Whoa. Close. I thought that was great. All Nailed right. it. Honestly. I'll Seriously. take it. Yeah. Right said Kev is new to prove. Right Kev. That's the best. It's not going to stick, is it? I, I hope mean, it does. It, it might. You sat next to a celebrity on an airplane. Yeah. We're going to take your calls on that. I thought of uh, thought of one that I had forgotten about yesterday when this came up with Eliza, but uh, I'll tell you tell you the story later. A celebrity that I was very excited to sit next to. Oh, we, I wish you could tell your version of it, and then we could ask them their version of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, and also, we've got your Kevin and Bean built this pool singles party passes. We're going to give away twice today. So if you're a girl over 20, 21 or over, or a guy 21 or over, we're going to be looking for you today. We'll tell you when to call. That's coming up. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's happening? You guys, I don't know about waking up to this news. What's this news? That Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra are getting married. Come on. Stop it already. Fast. Come on. Stop it. None of us even believe they're together. I mean, I, like I, get what, I get what he's doing, but why is this happening? <laughs> a source tells people that the couple got engaged a week ago on her 36th birthday while they were both in London. And apparently, Nick Jonas closed down a Tiffany store in New York City to buy an engagement ring. Just like in the rom-coms. That happens. Now I'm into it. Now- oh, Nick Jonas is so cute. He's pretty cute. Yeah. Um, first... He had her go to his cousin Rachel's wedding in New Jersey. That happened in early June. Okay. They've only been together from what we know for a couple months. And at that ceremony, she met his brothers and then his brothers, one of his brothers' wives. Wives? Mm-hmm. Wives? Wives, sure. Um, as well as their mother, Denise, and father, Kevin Sr. So she kind of met the whole family in one fell swoop then. And then he, on June 22nd, that's... Like a week and a half later, right? Traveled to India to meet her mother. This has all gone very fast, and I don't know if I'm ready. Okay, I don't know that they need you to okay. be ready. Yeah, they probably don't. Okay. You're right. But next- hey, those Jonas Brothers assholes! I don't know. It just—it seems like 
they really dig each other. I, I still mean, don't believe it. That's no. a lot of times what what people go through right before they get married is that they decide they dig each other. Yeah. It's a good point, B. You yeah. could be out of something. Absolutely. And who are we to say that a couple months isn't long enough? Look at Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. Right. They'll They're, be together forever. They'll be together forever. Ariana Grande? No, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande? Ariana Grande, hmm. actually. Yeah. Can't get that right. Yeah, it's okay. Bong, bong. I don't... Okay. Maybe. So Katy Perry is thinking she might just uh, do a little acting once this witness tour is over. All right. Into it? I like anything Katy Perry does. Yeah. Sure. And if she's on your, your TV or big screen, that's probably okay. Sure. Yeah. She said, it's time for me and my life to live my life on my own schedule and terms. So that may look like doing some kind of class or like maybe I'd, I'd like to make a film in the future finally, doing kind of a separate thing. I feel like maybe she doesn't know that schedules aren't done for you. If you want to make a movie, you can't be like, I'm free in June. Right. You know? I, I think maybe someone needs to let her know that. But she does know she is not looking to be dramatic or even the lead. Okay. She said she'd much rather be the comedic timing best friend. She said, I do comedy, but it has to be in the vein of a Kristen Wiig or Jenny Slate. Super dry. Slow down. A little bit of dark comedy, like a bridesmaid's girl. Aim high, Katy Perry. Sure. Holy crap. Right. Kristen like, Wiig right? is a genius. Take it easy. That's that's like a once-in-a-lifetime kind of comedic actress. Wow. And Katy Jenny- Perry! Katy, come talk to me about your leopard dress. Oh, hey, Katy Perry. You go, girl. We need your podcast back, Bean. Really do. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up yesterday, Allie, because no now, I'm, now <laughs> I have an onslaught yes. of people who are demanding See? the podcast to return. the podcast it. to return, it's bean at krock.com. Yeah. Look. Or you can tweet out. him. There's a lot of ways to get a hold of him. People are very kind, but I am barely able to do this show, as is All evident right. by this show. But Bean. Baby, you're right? You oh, hey, Katy Perry. You go, girl. I mean, <laughs> come on. You got that yeah. going for you. Agreed. The people need it. The people, people need, need it. It would have to be in the vein of Kristen Wiig. That's like me saying, I don't know. It would have to be like in the vein of Meryl Streep if I'm going <laughs> to do drama. It's just that's how it's got to be. Whew. But I appreciate it. I say aim for the stars. Shoot your shot, right? Do you say shoot your shot? Nope. Okay. Here's some birthdays for you. Alex A. Rod Rodriguez. Remember him? Played for the Yankees. Sure. Played for the yeah. Mariners probably when you liked him, Bean. I didn't like him even then. You didn't. He's always been a dick. Yeah. Did I ever tell you when I interviewed him? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. Uh, I was interning, and it was the first year of interleague play. So I had to ask him what he thought about interleague play. Right. So I did, and there was just this kind of weird look on his face, and I said... I mean, you're going to ballparks you don't usually go to. You're playing teams you've never played. Is it exciting seeing new fan bases, that type of thing? And again, this look, and he goes, do you want me to say that I like it or that I don't? 
What? And, and Jay Buner, this one, he was back on the Mariners. Jay Buner goes, God damn it, you're an idiot. And I'm just like, oh, God. Thank God, because I was like, am I not being clear here? This seems like an easy question. He could have been messing with me, but at that point, I was like, oh, he pretty. <laughs> <sighs> So happy birthday, A-Rod, Maya Rudolph, Julian McMahon, Jonathan Reese Myers, Taylor Schilling, Triple H, and Pete Yorn. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rod. Jay Moore needs to put his headphones on. Put your headphones on. There you go. Some of us call them cans. And then cans, put your cans on. Microphone. Five yeah. seconds. The cans, right? <laughs> With the bushes. Yeah. Five, five seconds before the end of that song, Jay said one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life that is unfortunately unrepeatable on the radio. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our good friend, comedian, actor, podcaster, Jay Moore, who's going to be at the Improv in Irvine for five big shows this weekend. That's big time right there. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, improv.com, 21 and up. How you been, Jay? I've been great. My buddy, uh, Keith Reza is going to be opening. He's real funny. He's uh, he has Asperger's. He's in the Wu Tang Clan, right? Keith Reza, yeah, Reza, the Resurrector. <laughs> we be driving fast cars. <laughs> he goes. Most kids were playing, uh, making paper airplanes. I was making paper airports. Because <laughs> you know he's got a. Because you know he's uh, well, he's got a sickness, you know. Right. Well, yeah. I have a question for Kevin. You know. Yes, Norm McDonald. Have you ever done time? No. In a, well, I didn't finish. Sorry. <laughs> at uh, a federal or state-level penitentiary. I have not, no. Oh, okay. Do you recommend it? Well, no, I had to be silly, you know. <laughs> Why would Bean, you ask me that? Well, because Bean did five hard years. That's true. He was breaking rocks in the hot sun. A lot of people don't know that. Because he shot people with a... Six gun, you know. That might have been five. I don't know. <laughs> that was five. Allie's yeah. like, what just happened? I, it was, I was counting. That was, that was the math in my was head. Five or six? Yeah, it was five. It was five. Yeah, yeah, I knew it, though. <laughs> six is yeah. hard to pull off. Yeah. The drummer for Tommy, whoever originally did the song, Tommy Shaw from okay. Sticks. No. Yeah. Robbing people with a six gun. I was six. the law and the... All right. So, yeah, I'm at the improv, and I'm excited because I have a lot, again... New material. New Lots material. Of it. And it goes a little something like this. Where's all this uh, new material coming from? Are you um, just working hard, getting up every day, writing, writing, writing? Or you no, just you just go to open mic nights. Just go to open mic nights with a notebook and just dictate what you think is good. Take it out with you. That was a joke, by the way. As Kevin nods solemnly like, tell me about it. <laughs> um, life just keeps happening and happening and happening. And the more I notice and the more, you know, being single, going back out in the real world. And realizing um, it's a kooky world out there. I yeah. went back, you know, I was on a, like a, uh, I keep sounding like, I was on one of those uh, pornographic websites, you know. <laughs> Enough with the, well, the, I can't, I don't want to get you guys, I don't know if it's a dumb button. <laughs> if you have a friend and you're not sure if they're Jewish or not, mm-hmm. they're not. <laughs> okay, what's happening? It <laughs> seems like a good tip. <laughs> because they will let you know all the time, even when it makes no sense. Like, oh, I do? see. What'd you do this weekend? Oh, we went out on uh, Allie's uh, friend's boat. I sat up front. Uh, I'm a Jew. And um, <laughs> you're like, I don't, I don't have a chart for that in my head. So it's like, uh, it's similar to ve- vegans and CrossFitters. Is they're going to uh, let you know if it's happening? CrossFitters. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard that one. That's good. That's yeah. really, because I always say vegans and um, 
atheists? It's like, well, I'm an atheist. Like, I didn't ask. <laughs> and I promise you it's the least interesting thing about you. I didn't ask and I don't care. Your softball team is called Godless 11. <laughs> like, relax, buddy. Jay, you were, it sounded like you started down a path about being out in the real world and being single again. Is this, I mean, is this uh, unpleasant for you or is it something yeah. that, that you're excited about or what? Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, no one's excited about Come on. uh, being a you know being a divorce. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, are you enjoying being single, or is it a, a burden? I'll tell you what the burden is when you realize your free time is so finite, and you go on a date, and somebody goes, "I wish I spent more time with you," and you look at them and go, "You do." <laughs> I haven't seen my friends in a month. I don't go out to eat. I don't go to movies. I don't watch movies at home. It's, uh, here I am, right in front of your face. It's like when you go home and the people in your hometown are like, oh, look who doesn't want to come see us anymore. Like, Why are you right there? I'm sitting in this stupid Guido diner right now. <laughs> hey, JJ, how are you? <laughs> you want a shrimp cocktail? No, not at the Verona Diner on Bloomfield Avenue. I think that might give me gout <laughs> and other such gems. The Asian, these... uh, Asian people need to relax also. Okay. Uh, and, I asked a guy if he was Korean at a show, and he goes, do I look Korean? Like, he was upset, and I just stared him down and said, to me, yes. <laughs> I don't, you look Korean, Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese. Hey, buddy, look at these. You know what I mean? You know, you don't look black, white, or Italian. Like, relax. <laughs> Latinos can all relax. Stop trying to correct me when I make the effort to speak Spanish. Like, hey, tranquilo. And they're like, it's tranquilo. Uh, yo, well, you know what? My name isn't yay. It's Jay, so let's all just chill out and have some more menudo with a beak on my spoon. Where they all crowd around going, is it too spicy? And you're like, no, I'm sweating because in two hours I know there's going to be a musket wound on the other side. Ever, you go to a house and there's always like a 300-pound uh, 16-year-old boy with the best breasts you've ever seen behind a white T-shirt. And you right. tell the mom, like, your son has beautiful areolas. This is what is going on? What's happening right now? I'm doing comedy. What? I love it. Comedian, comedians come in and they do comedy. I thought, <laughs> where do we I, lose Allie? <laughs> Bean, you're following know. this, right? Uh, yeah, every word of it, Jay. It makes perfect sense to me. I got to get to the improv. That's what I know from this conversation. <laughs> Drives you to drink. But, Jay, I keep having to back you up here. Okay, so. What are you, uh, not, what are you not tracking, Allie? <laughs> we, had, uh, we had Ben uh, Glebe in. I love Ben. Uh, mm -hmm. He was in a couple of days ago. And he's, uh, on, all, he's on all the dating apps, including the fancy one. I don't know the name of it. What is it, Allie, for the celebrities uh, only? Well, okay, what's taking Raya. so long for my Raya clearance to go? I used Brad Williams as a reference because he's the only famous person in my contacts, <laughs> not named Pacino. And I don't think Al. Oh, yeah, he's okay. <laughs> Let him through. Maybe that little girl from uh, iCarly needs a daddy. <laughs> Let Jay Maul through. So, yeah, I've. I've uh, so, you want to get on Raya? Do you want to date a famous person so she can identify with your uh, with your occupation and your problems and your traveling and everything else? Is that we're calling my privates now? <laughs> <laughs> identify with? No, I, no. I mean, I somebody a girlfriend. Somebody on in show a, business. On a, I was on. There's one. Uh, yes, I would like that because then they have a life and they have to go to Toronto and shoot for a month and then you okay. get to use the app for somebody else. Famous. <laughs> okay. And good point. So you don't want to date go. a you don't want to date a civilian. No, I'll date a civilian. I just need to date a civilian. It doesn't go like, where are you? It's super busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because when you get married, we don't know 
Allie, what's coming up now is an mm-hmm. actual comedy routine okay. from oh, my I'll show. Braced. But I mix it in into regular. Uh, <laughs> and we can't like, even tell. It's a segue it's like, we can't tell. It's like doing panel. Okay. You know? All right. It's like finding an Easter egg you didn't know you hid. Got it. <laughs> That's the name of my next special. I finally decided on it. Easter I like eggs. That. I like it. Um, I have no idea what I was going to say because having to pacify Allie before she had a tantrum. <laughs> I have no idea what I was saying. You're talking about marriage and the difference between Oh, yeah. Ladies, we don't know when we go from the man of your dreams. Because when we ask you to marry us, before we get the ring box all the way out of our pocket at the restaurant, you're like, oh, my God, yes. And the waiter's like, kiss it easy. You're going to get that. They're popping champagne. (laughs) And then uh, four years later, you're asking us questions like, why are you in the bathroom so long? (laughs) It's like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't wipe my butt properly. <laughs> and then my legs fell asleep, so I had to do a dip to get pins and needles. <laughs> Dips. I did, I, well, I did a set of 12. I was there anyway. I thought I should wash my hands. My, I was inside the toilet bowl. And then I must have, like, tetris one loose, so I sat back down. I think a better question is, why are you standing outside the room where I drop a deuce as long as you were? Um... We go from the, romantic. We go from the man of your dreams to a toddler that bugs the hell out of you this much all day, no matter what we do. Every woman listening right now, how many times this morning did you look at your guy and privately think to yourself, how effing dumb are you? <laughs> like, privately. <laughs> if I put the over-under at two and a half in Vegas, that line's going to move. Yeah, I agree. My man. I agree. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Jay uh, Moore is here. He'll be at the Irvine Improv for five big shows this week at Improv.com. Tickets on sale 21 and up. Quick break. More with our guests right after this on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Jay Moore, comedian, actor, podcaster, on stage at the Irvine Improv for five big shows this week. Improv.com. You having, a tr- having trouble with the headphones there, Jay? No, I got them. Everything I do, Allie's confused. I just went to high-five <laughs> Allie. Like, let's get- and she goes, Why, what? I Why is he putting his hand in the air? Did she or did she not shake her head no? Like, what? what no, do you want? I went like this. Let's She's pretty short. You guys are you guys are both single, and there's yeah. a lot of sexual tension in the room yeah. right now. She's my type, right? <laughs> I think hey. you're gonna get her. You're gonna get her pregnant, Jay. <laughs> no, this is the dice. Andrew Dice Gay. <laughs> um, Any hot dudes <laughs> around? Walking around, flat stomachs, big chesty. <laughs> is there a lot of call for the Andrew Dice Clay impression these days? Uh, yes. Okay. But they don't know it. But then when they do it, they get happy. Then they go, oh, they that, I needed that. I don't do Andrew Dice Gay on stage because I don't want people to think I'm saying Andrew Dice Clay is gay. Right. But, but you'll do, do it here. I do Dice Christ because that ties to a much longer story about my son when he was five wanted me to read the crucifixion. I sound like Stephen Ryan. My son was five. Sort of do. <laughs> he wanted me to read the crucifixion. <laughs> And I couldn't figure it out. So I got an illustrated kid's book for the crucifixion, so it was age-appropriate. Oh. <laughs> and oh, on no. the book, Bean, I think this is specifically uh, Bean's wheelhouse, wheelhouse. It said, illustrations ages six to seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a limit. <laughs> what happens at eight? Veronica's, Veronica's dress comes off. <laughs> and uh, my son goes, who's that guy? And I go, That's Jesus. He goes, That's not Jesus. He go and it, we. I've never read this kid the Bible ever. He goes Judas, maybe, really. And it was like Wolfman Jack hair, like a pompadour and a gut as he took it. Took took a knee as he took a knee. I'm like, you know, one thing we can all agree on: Muslim, Jew, Hindu, uh, even an atheist. Jesus Christ, swimmers build. <laughs> yeah, 
He was kind of hot. Kind of buff. Yeah, Had that, sure. like, V right, sure. above, right above the sarong or whatever he wore. Nobody ever went like, yeah, you could lose a few, you know. <laughs> right. He was that, you know, wrestling room hot. Right, sure. You never oh. see a fat Jesus. I, di- I have. You in have that, seen in that Jesus. kid's book. Yeah. So <laughs> then I go, he just looked like a Guido, like, enough with the kicking, all right? <laughs> I thirst. No. <laughs> Will there be room for me at your table, you effing thief? <laughs> and uh, it works 1% of the time. So 1%. I keep it holstered for the Kevin and me. <laughs> Jay, is your, uh, how old's your boy now? 7 and 15. And how funny Split personality. is he? How funny is he now? Well, there's two. Uh, he's, a, he's a guido. He's just a complete New Jersey. He's a guido. Yeah, he's how everybody was in New Jersey when I grew up. Like we. Okay. How did that happen? Me. Okay. Because that's how I am at home. So we, I took him to Boise with me when I did stand-up, and I took him to see the Blue Astro Turf. We walked. which is, It was like Vegas. Like, well, it's right by the pyramids. Let's just walk it. And you're like, oh, my God. Where are we in Pahrump? So we walked like a mile and a half, and it was hot. And we get there. It's just Blue Astro Turf, and he doesn't care because he's seven. So then we le- I walked into the stadium. It was like a month ago, and there was like a very busy kitchen. Something was going on. So I just I, – I immediately turned Bean, and I go, so any party between 20 and 35 people, you're going to want to have three courses. Keep it – I'm talking to a seven-year-old. Like he's planning a party. That was my instinct of how to BS your way out of any trouble. We right. leave the stadium, go across the street, and sit – down because we're tired. The police of Boise pull us over while we're sitting down. Why? <laughs> and that's the sound of the police. And they go, uh, "Hey, uh, is there a reason you were in the stadium?" I go to see the Blue AstroTurf. And he goes, "So how'd you get in?" I go, "I just went through a door." He goes, "And you thought because the door was open, you could just go into it?" I said, "Yes, sir. That's that is what I was thinking." <laughs> I'm very polite, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, he goes, where are you staying? And I have no idea where I'm staying. I can walk there. I go, I don't know. I realize I sound like a meth head. Everything I say to the guy, I go, uh, I don't know. I go, oh, could you actually give us a ride in your cruiser back to the hotel? I could show you. And the cop goes, uh, I could give you a ride to the motels right next to the jail. And my seven-year-old goes, whoa, hey, ho, hey. Here comes. Everybody calm down. And I start cracking up. I'm laughing at a policeman's face. <laughs> Whoa, hey, hey, enough with the bread already. You know what I mean? Let's not break bulls right away. This guy, this guy with the jail talk, right? Is, is that a joyous feeling when your, your yes. son cracks you up? Yes. It has to be. He says the word yes like an old queen, and I don't know why. There's no nothing else he says. Trash truck will go, you know, because he's huge. I'll go, did you do what I asked you? He goes, mm-hmm. I go, did you really? And he'll pivot and go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can't hear contractions like did, didn't, can, can't. I have no idea what you're saying. So okay. he can't speak in contractions. This is for being. He's like James Caan <laughs> in the movie Thief. <laughs> um, and so he just walks around the house like a czar, an effeminate czar from like the 17th century. Like, I will not. Yes. <laughs> Have them washed and sent to my tent. I did not order the killings. I will. Yes. I'm sorry, he's seven? He's seven. Seven. He's a big, he weighs 85 pounds. Oh. Does he have nice boobs? No, he's oh, a, he's he's actually like a just a fur. Just based I, on earlier, I, was, I agree with you. So, yeah. It'd be so much hotter. <laughs> does uh, he uh, does he work out with Daddy? He does, and it's alarming because he can outwork me in a wrestling room. 
And then I was like really bothered by it. And then I thought, oh, when you're seven, what do you like to do? Run for no reason. Sure. Mm -hmm. And throw your friends on the ground. For no reason. So he's just playing. And I'm like, this sucks so bad. <laughs> and he's just hopping around with his, uh, he looks like the bottom part of a snowman. <laughs> and he doesn't tire. Yeah, they have unlimited energy. <laughs> unlimited. <laughs> Right, boys are like the Exxon Valdez, like right around four thirty in the afternoon. They spring a leak, and you got to get them to the dock before they go under. And they start yelling things at six, like "I'm not going inside without my cowboy boots." You're like, "You're almost there. Stay above the water, Captain." I hate in our cop shows when they call the captain Captain. Oh, they do that a lot. Chris Maloney just made a living out of going Cap Captain. Like, nobody's in that much of a hurry. Is your kid I smarter than you yet? Uh, my 15-year-old is a genius. Really? And he wants to be senator. He wanted to be a senator as a baby. Like, it was very odd when he's like, wow. I want to be a senator. And he was uh And you months. said, do you know who your dad is? Because I don't think that would help. Well, no, it'll help. Because we're going to... Well, in this age of, like, all the TMZ, Kardashian-y stuff, like, oh, my skeletons are not on my front yard. Like, they're in your front yard <laughs> knocking. So yeah. people are like, they're out you're there in a open. glory hole at a... Adult, like, yeah, no, I talked about that ad nauseum. <laughs> Boy, you're behind. You're square. <laughs> we were in an Uber ride. Me and my friend Kelly Lowry and my son Jackson were going to Dodger Stadium, and the driver was... Uh, like, well, six million uh, Jewish people in the Holocaust, but like, who counted? Like, New York Times, Zionist publications, and we're like, oh my God. Wait, that was his conversation on the way to the Dodger Park? That was the driver. Wow. And my son took his eyes out with forks <laughs> in front of us to the point where the guy got so, he's like, well, 9 11, when he got to 9 11 being inside job stuff, we were all like, Oh, my God. And my son curb stomped. If he fist fought him in a parking lot and kicked his ass, it would have been less humiliating. And the guy's like, no, no, listen to me. And I'm, like, sitting right behind the guy. I'm like, I'm going to have to, like, choke this guy from behind because he's yelling at my son. And uh, I had to actually text my son, stop. Jeez. Wow. And I had to start another narrative in the car. When we get to that game, I'm taking off my belt and I'm beating your ass. <laughs> and my son texts me, are you being for real? I'm like, no. <laughs> Just this guy's getting upset. So we pull up to Dodger Stadium and my son runs out of the car and sprints away to sell it. That's awesome. That so, yeah. is an aggressive Uber ride, Jay. <laughs> well, that it was so surprising that somebody would get into a conversation like that knowing that now they're going to get a zero-star rating. Uh... I think it's the 15-year-old's genius. I'm like, I'm watching somebody kill somebody in a debate. He Like, I want him to run for Senate now. Yeah, because he's hot right now. Yeah. I, send, I send him an index card. Is housing a right or a privilege? And he sent me one back. Yes. I was like, oh, he's good. Wow. He's, he's going to win that debate. He's going to get assassinated. Jay, oh, please don't say that. You wow. um, you are at the Irvine Improv, which you'd love to play. Well, we can't end on something like that. I agree. Well, Let's end on what Buddy Hackett told me was the key to show business. Okay. okay. Oh, sure. be in Nagasaki where the women chew the back in them and say, whoa, wacky woo. That, or actually, that's not all of it. One other thing. Elton John, gay. But that's it. <laughs> That's what he told. That's yeah. what he told. <laughs> and you'll never forget it. Jay is going to be on stage at the Air Buddy Improv for five big shows this weekend. It is a must see. It's going to be super fun. Tickets Tonight. available now. Improv.com. Yeah, this whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Thirty bucks, twenty one and over. <clears throat> he is the best. We're going to Las Vegas next weekend, Jay. 
Ooh. It's the Kevin and Bean uh, party bus to Las Vegas, two-night hotel stay in the newly renovated rooms at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. And we're giving away tickets to our singles party for you and three friends. Kevin, wow. who, who are we you. looking for this time around? <laughs> we're, not you, Jay. He said He said you, but he's talking to the audience. Sorry. I mean, Jay's single. He's welcome to attend if he wants to. We're looking for people, girls that are 21 or above, that have your oh. worst date, your worst date experience. Mm-hmm. So women me. only this time around. We'll do men later Correct. today, right? Correct. All right, so ladies, 21 and up, we want to hear about your disastrous dates. Maybe it was with Jay Moore. That's fine, too. You Possibly. can call us, call us right now at 1-800-520-1067. You've, uh, you had a terrible experience on a day. If you are the winner, we're going to make it up to you by letting you come to the pool party in Las Vegas with us next weekend. 1-800-520-1067. Call now. Jay, thank you. We love you. Uh, You're the best. I'm going to listen to this segment without speaking. Uh, you can, next because You can stay and, and join in. Oh, yeah. And let's leave sexual assault out of the stories. Agree. Bum everybody out. Like you know, we mean kooky things. Right? That's a great <laughs> tip. That's and a fantastic he, tip. Then he uh, defecated in the woods and came back to the car, and it was really weird, like stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> great tip, Jay. We'll take your calls next on K Rock. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply the Kevin and Bean built this pool singles party is next weekend at the scene. That's the rooftop of Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. Talking about transportation, two-night hotel stay in the newly renovated rooms there. Brought to us by the Happy Time Murders, by the way. Allie, your favorite movie of the year. Oh, I know puppets. you haven't seen it yet. Puppets and Murders. Uh, winner and guest yes. must be 21 plus. It's you and three friends. We're looking for ladies this time around. Our friend comedian Jay Moore is in studio with us. We're looking for the worst date you've ever been on, and this might be some redemption for you. Who's up first? Let's start with Allie in Santa Monica. Hi, Allie. You've won, Allie. Congratulations. No, no, no. no. Oh, not sorry. yet. No, no. Not yet, Jay. Let's, let's listen. I get, I get excited. <laughs> All right, Allie. So what went wrong on this uh, this memorable, terrible date? Um, so we're coming back from Disneyland, and I was trying like to drive home but i ended up getting really sick oh i had a pop of vicodin and i didn't have any food so i got really high so he ended up driving us to his place he happened to live with his mom the entire time she was trying to marry me off to him you gotta take him he's, he's gonna get out of the house i will drive you to Vegas right now out of here. wait your his mom was trying to get him out of the house by marrying you oh yeah huh. I mean, Can I, uh, as an intuitive, which means sort of like code breaker, sure. what you, what, Allie's her name? Yeah. Yes. What you say is one thing, and I hear like the uh, Enigma code message. I was feeling sick, so I took a Vicodin, right. which made me high. Vicodin's number one side effect is making you sick. I 
think you might have a Vicodin problem. Uh, oh. <laughs> That's not what we're diagnosing here, Jay. That's not what this is about at all. The uh, the, the onus is on the bad boy uh, boyfriend here, or the bad date. That's what we're concentrating. All right, His name thank is you for Otis? the call. <laughs> oh, the onus. <laughs> yes, the onus. All right, who's next? Bernadette in Buena Park. Hi there. Hi. So um, I was. I've known this guy since for 19 years now. Okay. I'm 33 years old. And um, super, Let get to it, Jay. Super, no, no, I'm super in love with this guy. I ended up uh, hooking up with this guy 11 years ago that I ended up dating for 10 years. Okay. So There's a lot of math. Last April, last April, I had been in touch with this guy that I was in love with from my childhood, right? Um, Hold on. Can you get Allie on the phone and see if I have one of her Vicodin? Okay. I'm going to Seattle. Let's try Kimberly in West Covina. Just what was the bad part of the day? That's all. We'll never know. We'll never know. Here's the thing. Did he take it out? (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to do about this? If you're going to tell a story, start 10 seconds before the punchline. Uh, Navy SEALs have an expression, bluff, bottom line up front. There you go. That was a lot of background, a lot of census information well, that we different. didn't really need. <laughs> <laughs> you live here with a bobcat, and you work for <laughs> Kimberly in West Covina. Hi. Hi. So on my first day, um, I knew this guy through mutual friends. So he, we, we started talking through Instagram, and we decided to go on a date. So we didn't give each other's numbers. We just tracked through Instagram. Right. So he asked to pick me up on a random location like on the corner of someone's house that I didn't even know, but it was around the area that we lived. Okay. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So he picks me up. We go out to Hermosa Beach, have like a wonderful time, wonderful conversation. And then it kind of got awkward then because he was getting text message after text message. And then next thing you know, he got a phone call. He, I didn't know he was married. He, his wife, which is a mutual friend of mine as well that I knew for a while, she was having the baby. So he had to rush me with him. He didn't tell me what was going on. He was like, I got to go. I have an emergency. So he takes me with him. And then we found out that he was having the baby. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I have to call. So he was dating you while his wife was in labor? That is amazing. Me and Bean are in complete agreement. This guy is my hero. He's a baller. This is a horrible date. Yes, yes. He has time to squeeze in one more date. I have an emergency. Uh. Childbirth. <laughs> that is awesome. All right, you're going to win, that Kimberly. Was Kimberly? But, yes. Yeah, but just for fun, let's talk to uh, Stephanie next. She's on. By line the way, ladies, five. don't uh, go on dates when it's through Instagram. Meet me on the corner of. You know, that's a bad sign. Like yeah. Any of it? That's no. a bad sign. All right, let's go to Stephanie. Hi there. Hi guys. So I was 21. I met this guy at a church event. Uh, at a church event, and I told him I've never been to a bar before. It was just casual talking. So he said, "Oh, let me take you out to one." So he picked me up later that night, and he took me to a nude bar. Oh. A nude bar. And as we were sitting there, we ordered some awful food that just was greasy. And <laughs> oh, man. I just go there for the food. <laughs> and gave it like a squeeze. And then he winked at her, and they, she knew his name. Oh, my gosh. And this is a guy you and met at church. At, church, at a church event who said he was going to give me a great first bar experience. I mean, well, he here you are on the Kevin and Bean show. He said you're, if I was interested in going again because they were hiring. 
Oh, oh, my gosh. That's great. Fantastic. So we that's, know you got some blouse puppies, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad date, but uh, also he has a bit of a sickness. Like, you know, he can't keep away. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Winking but, at the dancers that know his name. <laughs> maybe don't take a date. All right, Stephanie. Great call. Thank you very much. Stephanie well, Pomona. Well, you guys, we're out of time. Jay, it sounds to me like you loved uh, you loved Kimberly with the yeah. with the West with the boyfriend with the, with the. All right, let's go. Let's go Is to Kimberly. Kimberly's sister. Hey, Yay! Kimberly. <laughs> um, how about Las Vegas next weekend? You and three friends sound good. Yeah, of course. Okay, congratulations. You're going to be staying with us at the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino for the Kevin Bean Singles Party. Men will be looking for you in the nine o'clock hour this morning. Jay, God bless you. Have fun at Irvine this weekend. We'll see you soon. Hey, I love you guys very much, man. You Thank know you, man. I mean that. Bye, guys. I love you. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. It's Friday morning. Allie is here. What's happening? Well, Fridays around this time, we like to talk about our playlist. It is called That's My Jam. And everybody on the Kevin and Bean Show picks a song every week. It could be a song that we love that we just heard. It could be a song that we've known about forever and we're just back into it. We love it. But we put it on the playlist every single week. So if you follow along, we're going to link it to all of the Kevin and Bean social media at Kevin and Bean. And you can follow along and have new music right there in your playlist from Kevin, Bean, me, Chip, Ruben, Beer Mug, Christine, Dave. We don't let Omar pick songs anymore. Right. But, but can't be trusted. He can't be trusted. Right. But what is your song this week, Kevin? I heard a song the other day that was the first time I heard it. It's called Simplify. Mm-hmm. And it's by Young the Giant. Right? All right, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. It's a great song. Dig it. Okay. Bean, you're up. His name, believe it or not, is Rayland Baxter. Any nope. relation? No relation, mm-hmm. although a lot of people know my real name is Rayland. Um, <laughs> he is a singer-songwriter out of uh, Nashville who has been around for a couple of albums, but he has just exploded with the release of his most recent record, and it is a real, real good singer-songwriter. Not uh, even though he's from Nashville, it's not uh, country, but it mm-hmm. uh, definitely con- it leans country. And uh, the song that I've selected for the That's My Jam uh, playlist this week on the Kevin Bean Show is called Casanova. The uh, whole album is real, real good. But again, that's the single called Casanova, and his name is Rayland Baxter. Ooh, I like it. Me too. I like it. Well, my pick is somebody that I have loved for a long time. A friend brought me to one of his shows, and I was like, I'm sorry, that voice is coming out of that dude? It's one of those like soulful, amazing voices coming out of a nerdy English white dude. So it was wonderful, and I have been listening to this album again recently. It came out in 2008. It's called Jim, but his name is Jamie Liddell, and this is a song called Little Bit of Feel Good. Long way. 
fantastic. I will tell you this. If you listen to that album, Jim, the first song, Another Day, you're in. And if it takes you two songs to really get into an album, you're double in. It's one of those albums that just from start to finish, you just feel good. That so, sounds great. Yeah, those are our picks this week. for our, for everybody. Yeah, that's my jam playlist. At Kevin and Bean on Facebook and Twitter. We've linked it to you. Just go ahead and follow it. And you're going to have new music in that playlist every single week. I mean, you guys, look right? what we do for you. <laughs> We're really, really nice. <laughs> ah, some birthdays for you. We've got A-Rod, Maya Rudolph, Julian McMahon, Jonathan Reese Myers, Taylor Schilling, Triple H, and Pete Yorn. And that's what's happened. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Welcome, Akbar Bajabiamila. Oh, okay. So close? Close? Okay. Okay, can I try? All right. No, no, that, that was close. Okay. But there, there, there's a correction. There's, oh. It's Akbar. Akbar. And it, but the Baja Bia Miller part, you you nailed it. Now, before, I heard you guys earlier, uh-huh. it was all messed up. Oh, no, that was no, me. no. Oh. It was, that, How were you going to say that? That was me. That was me, Akbar. Baja Bia Miller. Okay. Oh, you got it. You, okay. you, you're a little unsure, but then yeah. you got it. Akbar Baja Bia Miller. Now spell it. <laughs> oh, why would you do that? Can I just ask you before we get off your name, because okay. I know, obviously, everyone talks about it a ton. Sure. Translated, it is Great big man, come save me. Yes, yeah, so Akbar means great. So, you know, you hear a lot, of, especially in Arabic, you know, you'll be, hear people say Allahu Akbar. That means mm-hmm. God is great. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, obviously, Akbar, great. And then Baja Biamila, my great-great-grandfather, was a seven-footer in the, the Nigerian village uh, in which my family comes from. And people would say, Balaj Biamila, meaning big man, come and save me. Come oh, and help me wow. out. So. Oh. That's the greatest name in the world. So technically, I could be like a politician or the next president of the United States. I wish you would. Am I old old enough to be president? Let me see. 35. 35. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm 39. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm good. I'm good. Do you ever get tired of explaining your last name? No, no. Correcting the... Pronunciation. No, no, I, I get it. It's it's really intimidating when you look at it. So I get it. It took me to the second grade, so that lets you know how smart right. I am. But then, like, <laughs> I went to school in the LAUSD, so hey, I've got an excuse. Okay, hey, I'm just saying. Akbar, of course, is the host of American Ninja Warrior, which is in its seventh season on NBC, tenth overall, and uh, it just continues to get bigger and better than ever. And there's no show on television. Tell me if you guys agree with me that you love more, but that also makes you feel worse about yourself. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, when you watch what they're able to do and yes. sitting there and you're eating bonbons, <laughs> yeah. that's not good. Between that, the butthole pucker of the actual competition, uh-huh. and then the crying, like, it, what are y'all doing to us? <laughs> it's insanity. You, you, you know what's crazy is that I, I actually got motivated by and, and feel the same way calling it. Um, this year, I, I actually competed on Celebrity Ninja Warrior and ran the course for the very first time. But that was a buildup of seven years of watching these ninjas do their thing and go, oh, man, I need to be doing more with myself. Here I am supposed to be the former professional athlete, and I'm not doing any of these things that I'm seeing these ninjas do. So, How did uh, you do? I, I did good. You did I good. Actually, yeah, I actually hit the buzzer. I was I, I was crazy. I didn't no think I was. No kidding. Man, my heart was pounding. They don't. I'm technically like the heaviest ninja out there. Yeah, they're all little gymnasts, sort of. They all it, seem like they're little in gymnasts. Right, right. Yeah. So I was nervous. My heart was beating fast. My chest was tight. I didn't think I could do it. There had to be a lot more pressure on you, too, <laughs> being the announcer for that show. Right. I was like, if I go down, right. like, 
all, all my commentary just goes right out the window, goes right in the water with me. But look at look at Akbar and what shape he's in, and he was nervous about it, and he feels like he's not doing enough when he watches those contestants. What's that leave for the rest of us? <laughs> right? We're literally just couch potatoes, you know? I, well, when you say it like that, Bean, then yeah, it, it, it makes it a lot worse, right? I mean, yeah. but you do mention a lot that people who have a lot, very muscular. It works against him. It does. Yeah, in a lot of yeah. cases on this course. Yeah, a, a lot of my training has been in the weight room. I had to change my training and do a lot of calisthenic stuff, working out with uh, one of the ninjas, Kevin Bull. He actually trained me for the Celebrity Ninja, and that was about three months of pain, uh, wow. a lot of pain. How do they, uh, Akbar, I know you always introduce new obstacles every season. Are, is there just a team somewhere that is just coming up with those and just testing them out for, you know, over and over and over again before they put them on the show? Yeah, there's actually a lab uh, out in the middle of nowhere here in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, I don't even know the name of the city, uh, but it's like a, a weird name. And uh, yeah, the producers and, and the team of, of designers, they come together, they try to design these different obstacles, and then they have testers come out. Now, the interesting thing is, is that as athletic as I am, <clears throat> they never call me out to what? test. Aww. Yeah, they never call me to test these obstacles. <laughs> wow, uh, that doesn't seem cool. Yeah, yeah, right. And you can't, even though you've had a lot of contestants who have tried to duplicate the course at home within their backyards, and I always love seeing those contestants, uh, uh, when you introduce a new one, nobody gets to try it until they're in the heat of competition. Right? No, they don't. And a lot of times what we do is when we get into a city and we start building the set, we'll actually throw up dummy obstacles. Is just, that right? Yeah, because some of these ninjas are so proficient in building that they can come out and scout and try to replicate it the next day. No they'll, they'll, they'll wow. build it. Yeah, so we, we'll, and they'll just guess on the dimensions, but as long as they get the movement. So we'll throw out dummy obstacles and then the day of That's, we'll, that's we'll awesome. Yeah, and oh yeah. Awesome. yeah. We're always messing with them. Where's the thing I just trained on for 24 hours? Where'd that go? <laughs> All right, Akbar, here's, a, here's another one for you. The winners that you have had have accomplished something remarkable. We know how, how few people complete the course and obviously even fewer win the million dollars at the end of it what's their goal after that what do those people then go on and do once they've won your game well you know it's funny because this year we had the return of isaac caldero our first million dollar winner from season seven in fact that was the last time that i was here <clears throat> i need to be on more as we're uh, fine with that <laughs> um but uh isaac caldero returns and and really essentially after he won a milli uh, a million dollars. He just he, he enjoyed life. He went out and did more rock climbing, traveled around the world, bought himself a house, a new car, and um, that's fantastic. And yeah, I mean, nice haircut now. I mean, he look, <laughs> he really does look rich. I mean, you know, how Ron Burgundy says like you know smells of rich mahogany. His clothes smell of rich <laughs> mahogany. I mean, I was like it's impressive. But you know, we saw him uh, just a couple of weeks ago uh, in the Indy qualifying. So we're excited to see him come back and get into the city finals. Uh, it's going to be interesting. But, uh, you know, there's a possibility he could add $2 million to the list. That's crazy. But uh, it's been pretty cool. Monday nights have been special, especially with Isaac Caldero back. So this coming Monday is Miami Miami City Finals. Do you see uh, better contestants from different states like is there a state where you go to and that's they're always great well or no, they're all pretty much the same? well we we, we kind of spread out the ninjas and so sometimes they're local and sometimes they're not but the one thing that we have noticed is that uh, certain areas like with this year we were in uh in uh, minneapolis 
and Minneapolis, they have like eight ninja gyms within a certain amount of distance Is from each other. Right. So we're starting to see the, the the growth of ninja gyms and the popularity and the movement has just really become pretty special. And so, again, it makes Monday nights watching American Ninja Warrior that much more fun when you can go out uh, to a local ninja gym that's around you. I mean, there's some, there's about three, four just within close distance to this radio station. I'm not going to go do that, though. <laughs> that's I, what he was doing. I would go to the doing. first yeah. one and I would fail and go, come on. Yeah. This sucks. Yeah. Um, Akbar, uh, I wanted to ask you about, because we don't have as much time as we'd love to have with you, and please do come back and see us anytime. Yeah. I have a close friend who in the last year was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. He is uh, 41 years old, and I didn't know much about Parkinson's beyond, you know, following what's happened to Michael J. Fox and Muhammad Ali and others. And I've learned so much in the last few months about the disease and also about the fact that there's not nearly enough money in the research for Parkinson's because it is not a fatal disease. It doesn't kill you. It's just a lifelong debilitating disease. And that's why I wanted to bring that up with you because I know you are involved with this Parkour for Parkinson's event that's happening in Southern California, which sounds like a wonderful event. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, Thank you for saying that. And I appreciate that, um, you know, giving me this opportunity. Uh, You know, we're just talking about the Ninja Gym. I'm hosting Parkour for Parkinson's. Uh, which is, you know, a thousand oaks, maybe not that far from here, but that's a, a ninja gym just up the street. And, you know, Jimmy Choi, one of our competitors, he competed in Indianapolis this year. Two years ago, he competed with Parkinson's, and it was the first time that we'd ever had anyone, um, or the second time we'd ever had anyone with Parkinson's uh, compete on the show. And for a long time, I had been struggling with, you know, having a father uh, that has Parkinson's. And it was something that I dealt with privately. But his run motivated me to make a difference, to use my platform for more than just getting followers on social media. I wanted him to be able to make a change. So I have my very first Parkour for Parkinson's fundraiser event that benefits the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Uh, We're going to have 20 ninjas out there, some of the the best ninjas coming out to support this event. And it's just going to be a family fun event where you can bring your friends, your family, you can do uh, the stuff on the trampoline on the ninja course um and you know i, I joined the board uh, this year uh for the michael j fox foundation so if you want to if you're in the area and you want to come out and try your ninja <laughs> skills you guys are invited uh you can go to teamfox.org slash akbar uh where you can either donate or you can buy uh tickets for this event but uh we've got some tickets uh that's getting ready to sell out so all right uh, you guys hurry up and and, and definitely get your your tickets but it's going to be a big time primetime event and you get to learn from some of the best ninjas we're actually going to actually have an auctioning item as well uh that's going to run from august 1st to august 5th the day of so that's august 5th um from 1 p.m to 6 p.m uh so you guys it's a sunday you have nothing to do to come out and do some ninjas so it's gonna be fun I love that. That's so great. Give the uh, website address again for people who want more information or want to get tickets. That's teamfox.org slash Akbar. That's A-K-B-A-R. You really can, glad you didn't yeah. add your last name to it. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have had anybody no. buying tickets. Yeah, teamfox.org slash Akbar. And that's August 5th from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, we have VIP tickets. We um, we have the auctioning, opening auction that you can buy, like a Raider package. You can buy a, uh, a auction a bid for a, a Charger package a New York package where you get to see behind the scenes of the Megyn Kelly show, the Today Show. Uh, oh, so lots of stuff. All yeah, right, cool. There's going to be a lot of stuff uh, that you can bid on. Nice. And you can. there's a VIP package where you can actually spend time on the course with the top Ninja Warrior athletes, too, which is amazing. So, all right. Uh, so anything else you want to tell us about this season? Anything you know that's already in the can that is coming up? Well, I, I will tell you guys this. Watch out for these young bloods that we have. This year, we actually lowered the age requirement to 19 years old, and they are pushing the veteran ninjas. So we talked about Isaac Caldiero 
Farrell making his return, mm-hmm. but you got to like the kid Awadi, Matisse Awadi. This kid has been electric. So it's like when the NBA opened it up to high schoolers. Right. And these high Kobe schoolers. Bryant, and the Kobe Bryant's <laughs> and the LeBron's. So we've got some Kobe Bryant's and LeBron's killing it right now wow. on Ninja Warrior. Mondays, 8 p.m. on NBC Channel 4, American Ninja Warrior. It's a great, great show. Akbar, we enjoy having you on the program so much. Come see us again, sir. Hey, Bean, thank you so much. And I expect to see you there Sunday, August 5th at Parkour for Parkinson's doing your Ninja Bean thing. is known for his you parkour. You two, all of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all of you guys. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock KROQ. Uh, we had our friend Eliza Schlesinger on the program yesterday. Hilarious comedian, good friend of the show. I cannot recommend her new Netflix special, Elder Millennial, more highly than I am. It is the best thing she's ever done, and it's uh, available now, so check it out. But while she was in here in the st- uh, studio talking about it, uh, talking about the specials, she mentioned that she had recently sat on an airplane. And, Kevin, you, you you try to never chat with the person in the seat next to you if you can help it, right? I don't know. I just feel like it's small talk, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And where are you from? Okay, where are you from? What do you do? Okay, what do you do? Okay. And then you're out. So yeah. I just put on my headphones and watch something on my iPad. Mm-hmm. You rarely make a lifelong friend right. because you're sitting next to them at a plane. Right. Well, she got to talking, and the small talk revealed that they were mutual fans of each other. It turns out that he was a big fan of her comedy, and she was a big fan of his music because he was Butch Walker. Now, Butch Walker uh, was uh, had that K-Rock song Freak of, a, Freak of the Week a few years ago, a number of years ago, if you remember that. But then he's gone on to become a singer-songwriter, and he's written and produced for everybody from Pink to Panic at the Disco to Fall Out Boy to Taylor Swift. I mean, he's one of the big names in songwriting in, in America today. So she had a very pleasant experience. But that got us to thinking, everybody flies. At some point, have you maybe sat next to a celebrity? Who was it, and what was it like? I don't think I ever have. That's so surprising. But again, to me. I don't really pay attention. And that might be a surprise to you anybody. as well. You don't recognize anybody. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. You could have been sitting next to Jimmy Carter and you wouldn't know who he was. Who? Exactly. <laughs> Allie, you've sat next to celebrities, I'm sure, in your life. You my fly, my last, last flight from New York out to LA, I was sitting one. Bobo. No, not Bobo. <laughs> okay. I wish. I love it. Bong bong. Not Bong Bong either. I, I sat right behind Jesus. Wow, that's quite uh, which a... Which is weird. I was like, can't you kind of fly and stuff? <laughs> um, no, it was Harry Connick Jr. Oh. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're I, not at all attracted to him. Uh, who would be? Here's the thing. I did something that I rarely do. I stopped myself from saying to this man... I put on When My Heart Finds Christmas, your album from the 90s, every time I decorate my house for Christmas. You didn't say that. I didn't I'm say so it because I was like, you'd be such a dork. Right. But I honestly. Think he would have, I think he would have appreciated that compliment. I think he would have. He would have asked to move. Well, he, I think. he could By the way, that's one of the best Christmas albums Thank ever. Thank you. When My ever. Heart Finds Christmas, it's delightful. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now, now, are we talking about, because I, this is my curiosity as we uh, take your calls on this, if you sat next to a celebrity on a plane, 1-800-520-1067. It's different seeing a celebrity on the plane and mm-hmm. sitting next to the celebrity and having the opportunity to actually have a conversation with. Right. Like I did with David Crosby and his wife. Yes. Yes, you remember exactly. that? Tell I, us that story. Yeah, I was a, a little kid. I didn't know any better, but I was super pumped that he was sitting next to me. Okay. So when he went to the bathroom, I said to his wife, oh, what is it like being married to Gallagher? <laughs> and she died laughing. My mom and dad were mortified. Like, oh, our kid's an idiot. He came back from the bathroom. She told him he was 
dying. He thought it was the greatest thing ever. I still it is was, the greatest thing as ever. As a little kid, I was like, but seriously, the watermelon, you make him put on a raincoat. <laughs> He's like, nope, I'm David Crosby. <laughs> so that, that was dumb. <laughs> Pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, so, do you have to have sat next to the person? I guess that's what my question is. I mean, I think if we, yeah, in a perfect that's yeah. what we're looking for. Not yeah. just you, not just you saw a dude on a plane, right? Mm-hmm. Because remember, last year I saw at the time I didn't even know John Boyega's name. It was before that Star Wars movie come out, or maybe a year and a half ago. And I just said, I saw the Black Stormtrooper on a plane. Yes. And I was so excited. And he but had a Stormtrooper backpack. He had a Stormtrooper <laughs> backpack exactly before the movie came out. Right. So that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for you sat next to somebody, had a conversation. Let's take one before the break because this is awesome. Evan, line one, Los Angeles. This is a dream come true, I think. Take it easy, Bean. It really was. In night, you guys might remember, there were there have been strikes where we didn't have the regular flight attendants. This was a time when people were not the regular flight attendants. So, back of the plane, there's people just pulling booze off the carts, and next thing I know, I'm standing next to David Byrne of the Talking Head. Oh, come my on head. with the come on. Swear to God. That's pretty strong. Now, now he, he, yeah, he seems like the kind of guy, if you know, if he was up for talking to you, that it would be a fascinating conversation because he's so intelligent and interesting and interested in so many things. And here's the thing. He was interested in the people around him, and we all had a lovely conversation. He's exactly as you said. That's he's awesome. He's incredibly smart. It was right after talk stopped making sense. He was great. Wow. Was he wearing a huge suit? Do you remember? <laughs> No, he was in a T-shirt, but I was thinking of a suit. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for the call, Evan. Great call. 1-800-520-1067. You sat next to a celebrity on a plane. We want to hear your stories next on K-Rock. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world's famous K-Rock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's take one call. We're talking about you sat next to a celebrity on an airplane. Chris from Huntington Beach. Hi. Hello. You sat next to who? I sat next, I sat next to Los Angeles Laker Derek Fisher. Oh, that would have been fun. All right. Now, Kevin, would you have melted down sitting next to Derek the way you did when you ran into Magic Johnson that day, or would you have been cool with Derek? I think I would have been cool with Derek because he's not Magic Johnson. No. Okay. All right. But he's, he's but won, a big, what, what, big, a big, yeah, big what did like, he win? Like five rings or something? That was crazy. I mean, that, yeah. What did you guys? What did you guys talk about? I actually didn't talk about much. He uh, he got on the plane and sat next to me. I was shocked, and a lot of people just kept coming up to him, bugging him for autographs, and he said a few words, kind of like Kevin was talking about, just quick chit-chat, and then he fell asleep the whole way home. It was from Dallas back he, to L.A. He wasn't asleep. He was just faking it because he didn't want to talk to you. <laughs> I mean, everyone. Um, are you a um, basketball fan? Yes, I'm a huge Laker fan, so I knew him right away. I got his autograph at the end of the flight and everything, so it was really cool. 
Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. All right. Eliza sat next to a famous musician on her flight. She was telling us about it yesterday when she was in. So we started asking, who have you sat next to on a plane? Robert writes in from uh, Huntington Beach. I sat in front of Conan O'Brien from a <gasps> flight from Heathrow once. Met him in baggage claim. Super nice guy. Allie should meet him. Oh, man. <laughs> Allie, you should. I Can you imagine know. if Allie got on a plane and she was walking down the aisle and she got in her seat and Conan O'Brien was Yeah, she would make him her. stop and she would get off the plane. I would. I'd do that. I can't. <laughs> I can't. You pull the chute and I just slide down. So, so, I'm getting sweaty thinking about it. <laughs> Let's go to Jackie Redondo Beach Line 2, please, up first on the Kevin Bean Show in this segment. What celebrity did you sit next to, Jackie? Muhammad Ali. Oh, wow. Oh, man. That's strong. I mean, it, I kind of, it kind of matters how long ago it was, but tell us about it. It was back in the 80s, early 80s. Sweet. Okay. Sweet. And we were flying um, southwest from Las Vegas to L.A., so it was a three-seater. There's no first class. And it was my husband and I and Muhammad Ali seated together. <laughs> That's amazing. Why is Muhammad Ali flying southwest? <laughs> In the 80s, we know. all flew southwest. Oh, you and I did, of course. Yes. He's Muhammad Ali. Did you? Uh... That's to this day, I don't know why. <laughs> and uh, and how, how was he? How did he see? Was he? Did he chat he with was, you guys? He was a lovely... Sweet gentleman who was funny, told jokes, did magic tricks. He my did magic tricks. Oh my God, this is the yeah. best. How many people can say Muhammad Ali did magic tricks for me? Oh, that's insane. And my husband put his fist up at one point, and Muhammad Ali put his fist up, and it looked like a ham next to a bun. You know, it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you? Uh, this was way before everybody had a phone of you know a phone with a camera in their pocket. But is there any right. way you got a picture of that? No, of course not. But I do have. Um, he gave us autographs. He um, wrote a small poem to the autograph that I asked for for my nephew. Wow, so unbelievable! We have a little poem written and signed by Muhammad Ali. He was the nicest guy. Yep. I'm, by the way, one of your oldest listeners, I think. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that story with us, Jackie. We really appreciate it. Muhammad Ali arguably was, for a long time, literally the most famous man on the planet. Oh, yeah, I agree. Definitely. And how, he doesn't have to be, A, he doesn't have to be flying southwest, yeah. and B, he certainly doesn't have to be nice to Jackie. Doing magic. Sure. Yeah. Doing by magic. all accounts, that's just who he is. Just wow, kind. that's great. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, let's go to Dave, please. Line six. Dave's calling us from Santa Barbara this morning here on the Kevin Beach. Hey, Dave, thanks for calling in. Holding on. What celebrity did you find yourself sitting next to on a plane? Why do you jerks have to put me on after Muhammad Ali? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Is yours, is yours not going to hold up? Uh, well, I don't know if he holds it up anymore. Ron Jeremy uh, coming back from uh, Hawaii. Oh, oh. <laughs> You're right. That's no way to follow up Muhammad Ali. I don't know if he holds it up anymore. <laughs> So was that was that in your mind? Was that oh, this is going to be fun? I can't wait to ask all the questions I've always wanted to ask the most famous porn star in the world. Or was that oh, don't make me sit next to the smelly guy? Well, it is a funny. So I went in there and uh, they overbooked a flight, and the guy, you know, he's very frugal with his money, mm-hmm. so he put himself on standby. But they overbooked a flight. I was a frequent flyer, so they bumped me up to first class. I was getting my ticket, and he's at the counter. I look over at him, and I look at the the. Uh, the, you know, person give me the ticket. I'm like, whatever you do, don't sit me next to him. You know, pointing at Ron and uh, you, you were know, joking or not? You were joking. I was joking. Okay. You know, I sit down. He upgraded himself to first class to Love get it. a guaranteed seat on the flight, and he's sitting next to me. Love it. 
Did he do magic so, uh, for you? I don't want to no. know his magic. <laughs> did, he, did you hold yours up next to his and it looked like a butt and a ham? <laughs> well, the funny thing about it was he, uh, the, uh, he opened up and coached. And they came up and asked him if he wanted to coach. And he's like, can I get my money back? And they're like, yeah. So he took the blanket the pillow and the headphones from first class and went to coach. Oh, wow. sweet. He probably, right now today, he's going, I sat next to this a-hole named Dave, and I went in back and coached because it was so bad. <laughs> That's right. All right, Dave, great call, sir. Thank you. Let's go to Lucas Line 7, Long Beach. Lucas, I think, Kevin, I, if I know you, this guy's a top 10 person you'd want to sit yeah, next to on a plane. Oh, sure. Agreed. Luke, Lucas. T- I was kind of starstruck when I uh, saw him walk on the plane. And then when he actually sat down next to me... Well, could you I tell was, us who you're talking about, please? Jack Black. I thought, okay. I thought you'd already mentioned We did that, not know. Sorry. Jack Black. Okay, all right. The best. Yeah, I was pretty like, woo! Because, I mean, I'm a huge Tenacious D fan. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I'm only 25, so I assume I grew up with Jack Black. You know, so I was uh, pretty starstruck. I was 19 at the time. Did you talk to him? And... Yeah, I, I definitely talked to him. I didn't, like, fanboy over him, but I definitely, you know, said hi and told him that I loved Tenacious D, loved his work. Guys, Lucas fanboyed but over him. One of the coolest totally. guys in the world, though. Yeah, he really yeah, is. Until right. he wrecks your bathroom. <laughs> right. The funny thing is, that, that flight, that wasn't even, like, meeting, that was the most memorable flight of my life because meeting Jack Black was not the only crazy thing that happened. I also ended up, I was 19, and I also ended up meeting a, a girl on the plane who sat next to me who also met Jack Black, and uh, I was underage, and she bought me drinks on the plane. I don't know how we got away with it. And uh, The story's going da- downhill out. since Jack Black. Yeah, I, gotta be really, I think you peaked early, but thank you for the call, Lucas. We appreciate it very much. All right. Uh, how wow. are we not going to line four? Let's go to line four, then. <laughs> Come on. All right. I mean, none, none of our listeners knows who any of these people are, but sure, Allie, we'll go to line of four. Of course they do. <laughs> Ryan and Villa Park, hi. Hey, um, yeah, it was uh, it was actually pretty awful. All these other stories are fantastic, but I got I got upgraded to first class, and I was in line of sight right next to Little Richard and uh, Charo. Come and on. It, it, Little Richard and Charo. <laughs> That's the yeah, love it was, boat. It, it, was, flight. it was going from Atlanta to L.A., so it was a long flight. And Charles the whole time is just head on a swivel looking for anybody who knows who she is. Oh. And then, was she and, talking the whole time? Gucci, Gucci. Oh, Did she bring out her flamenco guitar just oh to draw attention God. to herself? God. She yes. talked the whole and, flight, didn't she? And yes. And all the, old, all the older people in coach came up with their grandkids who have no idea who she is. And she's doing the, like, coochie coochie. And it's like, oh. It was, it was awful. I love it. I, I would have I would have died if I got the opportunity to meet Little Richard. It would have blown my mind. But I think yeah. uh, Ryan didn't feel that way. He is he is one of the only rock and roll legends from the 1950s that's still alive. You know, so that would have been amazing to see him. But great call, thank you very much. Hey, let's go to uh, William and Orange. He's on line three. He actually worked for an airline for a long time. Oh wow, he's got something to weigh oh, in on this about celebrities sitting next to civilians. William, hi, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. Um, so basically what we try to do is we try to put celebrities away from civilians as much as possible. So we will even sometimes celebrities will buy 
three rows where they're in the middle, and there's a whole buffer row between each of them. Is that right? Oh, my gosh. We have a, a caller on a, another line who said he saw that with Tiki Barber on a plane. He bought a whole row of seats for himself. But I, and I would imagine a lot of times celebrities are traveling with their people, too, and you can kind of put them around to kind of insulate the per- famous person? Uh, sometimes we do. There's some people that don't buy the seats, but we give it to them anyways. Uh, people like Peter Hernandez, um, you might know him as Bruno Mars, but so he, uh, like we gave him a whole couple of rows, even though he only bought his two seats. Um, why are you an an enabler? Why am I getting bumped off flights? Because freaking Bruno Mars needs six. Well, we didn't, no, no, no. We only gave him one row. All his row to himself. You didn't we get didn't bumped off him. anything, Bean. <laughs> but no, you know what I'm saying here, though. Don't give celebrities extra empty seats. We don't ever oversell our flights, and we will never bump anybody off. Oh, what airline is this? Yeah, what airline does what not airline oversell is this, flights? William? I can tell you, but I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank All you right. for the call, sir. I insist we do just one more real fast. Let's make it Barbie Line 8, please. Let's talk about the biggest star in the world at the height of his fame. And you get on a plane, Barbie, and you're sitting next to who? I'm sitting next to Eddie Murphy back in 1987. Oh, and whoa. Like the guy, yeah, like the guy just said... Um, I was the only white girl in first class because his whole entire entourage was with him. Mm-hmm. And we just took off from LAX to go to New York City, and we lost an engine. And so the captain comes on and says, ladies and gentlemen, we just lost an engine. We're going to have to dump some fuel into the Pacific Ocean and head back to LAX for emergency landing. Eddie Murphy got up, didn't miss a beat, and went throughout the plane entertaining everyone. No Is that way. right? It is true. And just like doing comedy back, and working the crowd? Just working the crowd. Because awesome. you're everybody circling down. for a long time. That's yeah. awesome. And was working the crowd, going back into coach, telling everybody, you know, just trying to get them to calm down because everybody was panicking. And I got to New York City because we had to get off that flight and get on another flight. So when I got to New York City, the next day I went into the grocery store, and there it was on people. Eddie Murphy in tragic... <sighs> Plane crash entertains folks while they're dying to their death. Oh no! <laughs> a lot of death talk in that headline. Yeah, none of which happened. Yeah. That's amazing. That is a great story. Oh. And isn't it so funny that I? The impression I get is that years later he became the most introverted, shyest, quietest person in the world. Yeah, right. I, totally. I, I wondered. Totally. I wondered, Barbie, when I saw that you had called, if he was sort of a holeish at the height of his career. But it well, sounds like no. At first, when I walked into first class and, like, there was all of his entourage and Mm. stuff, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a bad flight. But then he was, like, totally cool. Like, when the the pilot came on and was like, you know, sorry, folks, but we're going to have to go back to LAX. No, no, we got it. We got it. It it sounds like an awesome experience. Yeah. He didn't even miss a beat. He was just so kind to everybody and was like, calm down. It's going to be okay. That's amazing. That really is amazing. I love that. I uh, I think we heard from some people talking about nice celebrities today, right? In it. general, sounds like it's a good deal if you sit next to one. Thanks for calling, everybody. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock, K Rock, K R O Q Q. Let's bring uh, Striker on. Who, if I remember correctly, is doing three, 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 four to seven. Is it four to seven, Ted? I work on K Rock from four to seven p.m. Okay, I thought I, I thought I had that right. Okay, how are you, Striker? I'm doing so good. I'm sitting 
right by a window. Hopefully, while talking about Toto, a lizard will pop into my periphery, and I'll get even more excited. Stryker does love, he has an unnatural love of lizards. By the way, uh, Ted, not to get off on a tangent here, I don't know how much time you've spent in the Gulf South, but we have... A thousand lizards on our property in the summertime because they are just everywhere you go. You, you It's hard not to step on lizards. There are so many lizards. I love that. I don't know why they make me so happy. I mean, there's little things in life to make me happy. That's one of them. So right. Maybe okay. one day, uh, wherever that is, where's the where's that? New Orleans? I'll come yeah. visit. Yeah, well, please do. You're always welcome. All right, Thank let's you. get to the business at hand here. What's okay. Give our listeners who may be completely out of the loop hearing about this for the first time, what's the background on Weezer covering Toto's Africa and making it a big smash hit? All right, well, the last thing you said is 100% true. Weezer has made Toto's song Africa an unbelievable hit. I mean, technically, their biggest hit since if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. Toto is a band that formed in L.A. in the 70s and 80s. They're from here. They are incredible musicians and songwriters. They've sold 40 million records. Weezer covered this song because a young girl, a 15-year-old, tweeted to Weezer, hey, you should cover Toto's song, Africa. So eventually they did it. She kept tweeting and tweeting and tweeting, saying, please do this. And finally they said, okay. That's exactly right. It's pretty so, cool. Yeah. And I, one thing that I get very excited about is I, I'm always impressed that people can just create something from nothing. Songwriter, songwriting, it is so freaking hard to do. Agreed. And Toto, these guys, I know never played on K-Rock or anything, but these guys are incredible songwriters. If you look at the Michael Jackson Thriller album, you see these guys' names on there. Is that right? Like, yes. They have played on a thousand albums. So I was on the air with this guy named Klein who's been hanging out with me, and I was just bragging about Toto, bragging about Toto. So one of the dudes from the band, Steve Lukather, oh he's my like, God. hey, send me a DM. Send him a DM. He's like, we may have a song covering Weezer. You want to come to our studio? What? Stop it. So I'm about to go there, and I'm going to interview Steve Lukather and Steve Percaro. Steve Percaro wrote Human Nature, by the way. He yeah, wrote yeah. the song Human Nature. Yeah, he's legit. And they are going to give me to play today at 5 o'clock their cover of a Weezer song. Do you know which Weezer song it is? I do not. Oh, interesting. Oh, man, what do you think it is? I don't know. Wow, how do you oh, pick? They have so it's many. It's Hashpipe. It's so many. It's, it's probably Hashpipe. It's to be Hashpipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so these guys, they contacted you just because they heard you just loving Toto, right? Just love in total, because I always thought everyone's talking about Weezer, which everyone should say Weezer, but these guys aren't just like a flash in the pan. I wanted them to get some love as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, and do you think that they were getting social media pressure on their pages to do a Weezer song? Is that where the idea came from? Is fans of theirs saying, okay, fair play? What do you think? The same girl is now tweeting be them what you need to do. This girl's the number one influence of all time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I I guess you won't know until you do the interview today to find out why they're doing this Weezer song. But right. uh, it's a it's a crazy it's crazy turnabout, isn't it's it? It's amazing. It, it is, and I think also I think once we find out the song, I think they're going to probably add it into their set list when they start doing live shows. How about that? Kind of, so cool. kind of returning the favor. How about uh, that? I love it. Well, that's a cool exclusive here on K Rock this afternoon. Yeah. I I wonder if it's going to uh, what could it be? What Weezer song do you guys want to hear them do? I, I mean, I would like either Beverly Hills or maybe Undone the Sweater Song, but they've had to toto it up. So yeah. I, 
have to tone it up. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. All right. Well, this is very exciting. Yeah, Very hey, guys, while, while I have you on the phone, I know you're doing the Kevin and Bean singles thing in Vegas. Yeah, if next I, weekend. If I get myself there, can I go to the party? Of course. Uh, you're welcome to anything we ever do, ever, Ted. We would you love to that. have you. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there because uh, I have to work next. I'm going to go super early Saturday. And All right. Find you guys. Please do, oh, cool. Strike. We All would right. love that. All right, that would be fun. All right, so 5 o'clock this afternoon, interview yeah. with Toto and right. the world premiere of Toto covering a Weezer song. That's exactly right. Oh, oh, man. I love it. All right. Have fun oh. today, Ted. Thank you for joining thank us on the show. We love you. We'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye now. Bye. Right. Wow. How about that? Did you know when I was young, um, I used to love the song by Toto, I'll Be Over You? And mm-hmm. uh, Steve Lukather, the guy that reached out to him, wrote that song, sang lead on that song. Mm-hmm. And I used to call Love Songs on the Coast and request it for Ricky Schroeder. That's pathetic, huh? No. Oh, God, I'm bored already. <laughs> that wasn't sexy. Not at all. Saying total, total rules. Bong, bong. Bong, bong. Oh, God, I'm so bored. All right, uh, Allie, wrap up. Then we're doing Keep It 100. And that's what's happening. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It is time for Keep It 100. I got to keep it 100. Keep it 100, baby. Keep it 100. 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 All right, before we talk to our caller, Dan from Pico Rivera was keeping it 99. He wanted the Sneaker Pimp 6 Underground. Oh, I haven't heard of that in a while. That's a good song. I enjoy that very much. And Xena uh, from the 818. A little more recent one, but would have sounded good is Foo Fighters Run. Oh, oh good song, which is a good. fantastic song. But look, we, it's not it's not Texture 101, right? It's Texture 100, and that's our man John, who joins us on the phone right now. John is in Long Beach. Hey, dude, what's going on, man? Happy Friday, boys. No, nope. nope. happy Friday, nope. Nope. indeed. Nope. No, Your sir. Pimps it is. <laughs> <laughs> John, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What uh, what's what's your world all about? Um, what you been doing up until now? Um, I don't really know. I'm working right now, I guess. I'm at the stairwell at work trying to not be heard. But, um, <laughs> stairwell. Yet, I love it. Getting ready for the weekend. Okay. All right. Well, we don't want to get you fired. We're going to let you get right back to it. How did you uh, select? You had thousands and thousands of songs to choose from. How did you select the one you came up with today? Um, To be honest, I just remember the guitar solo getting... Uh, Back when I was a kid, I used to be pretty heavy in rotation on your guys' station, and I haven't heard it in a while. Agreed. Figured the guitar solo. All right. For the weekend. Well, let's go ahead and give you, John, in Long Beach, the chance to introduce your song. What is it? The Darkness, I Believe in a Thing Called Love. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Bye now. Keep it one honey. I mean, Come on. Yeah. That sounded yeah. great. Sounded and, awesome. And thank you, John in Long Beach. And he's uh, a Friar, too, so I love oh, him yeah. even more. Yeah, that's so. not a thing. So By no. the way, um, The Darkness is uh, still around. They have uh, completely reshuffled their lineup. The lead singer, Justin Hawkins, is the only member of the band from their first album. Still have the cool afro? 
Uh, he's still wearing the afro, yeah. All right. All right. Excellent. Uh, and they made a, they made some real good songs, but that was certainly their high peak when that single came out. When Miss Allie McKay? Ah, uh, definitely two thousand and three. Definitely two thousand and three. You are wow. correct. You are correct. That's the first Allie time. is surprised every <laughs> single Friday when being asked for that question. <laughs> and she's actually really, really good at keeping That's those things true. straight. And I think it would have been that year or the next year they played the Weenie Roast, and I thought they were terrific, too. So that's The Darkness, I believe, in a thing called Love. That's Keep It 100 for this week. We'll do it again next Friday. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Rock. I want to see some naked dudes. This is off topic, but I'm so happy that Blink-182 is coming back and playing again. Me too. Travis is better, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When they announced those new dates, I was so pleased for them. Me too. Ali said it best, bubble wrap that guy. You know what I mean? Don't let anything happen to Travis. He's a he's a national treasure. All right, the Happy Time Murders presents the latest Kevin Bean Built This Pool singles party. This is going to be great, you guys. Next weekend in Las Vegas at the scene, which is the rooftop pool at the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. Talking about transportation, talking about a two-night stay. 21 and up, we'll be giving away tickets a few days next week. But right now, we're taking care of the men at 1-800-520-1067 because we did the ladies earlier. And we're looking for worst date experience. You've known the heartache of a terrible day, and that's why you want to do over and you want to come to Las Vegas with us. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we start with Chris? He is in. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, that, uh, we lost the. Oh, yeah, we lost him. Let's try Derek, please. Derek, line three, up next on the Kevin Beach Show. Hey, Derek. Hey, how you doing? Good, thank you. Worst date. All right, basically. Uh, so basically, uh, I got to take this girl on a date. She's super pretty. Um, so we go out to dinner, everything's good. Um, and I say, Hey, let's go to a movie. She said, okay. So she picks the movie she wants to see. And about 10 minutes in, she proceeds just to look at me and tell me, talk to me, talk to me. What, what, what's up? Talk to me. Talk what? to me. I'm, I'm like, you, we're in the middle of a movie. You just, you wanted to come see this movie. Now you want me to talk to you? Talk to you? So, yeah, yeah. So you said, I'm going to go get some popcorn. Do you need anything? And you went and you left. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I made it a short night. It was a short night, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a waste of uh, 22 bucks for sure. So. Uh, look, look, everybody has a list of uh, deal breakers. And I'm sorry, somebody who can't shut up during the GD movie, that is a deal breaker. Exactly. Yeah. You're not they there to talk. Agree. You're there to watch the movie. Great call. Thank you, sir. Please hold on. Let's try, um, let's try Brandon, line 5 HB up next. Hearing a lot from the beach today. Hey, Brandon. Hey, what's up, Kevin Bean, Allie? How you hey. guys doing? We are doing well. Worst date. Oh, I got a good one for you. Okay. So I was living in Vegas, and I met a girl on Tinder, and uh, her pictures were pretty cute. Um, I ended up going to Buffalo Wild Wings with her, and when I met her, she was maybe 30, 40 pounds heavier, which I was like, okay, she's still cute. I'll take it. Uh, we proceed to have drinks, and we're chatting, and she tells me she's fresh off a of DUI. Oh, no. Yeah, um, and then she proceeds to tell me that she has a three-year-old kid. She lives with her parents, and instantly, you know, deal breakers. I was like, "Oh, this sucks." <laughs> I mean, a kid, a, a kid is not a deal breaker for everybody, but if it is a deal breaker from you, I guess it's good to learn that on the first date. Yeah, I would say so. If, yeah, if it's not my kid, it's a deal breaker for me. All right. Oh, wow. all right. Judgmental. So after. After the date, we end up finishing up, and I wanted to bail, and she invites me back to her place with her parents. And nice. I said, nope. Parents and your kid. It sounds very sexy. Wait, you said nope? <laughs> I said, nope. That's you funny. have fun. Don't ever contact me again. Oh, Brandon. All right. I have mixed feelings about Brandon. I understand why he was disappointed, but... 
did he seem super harsh on this poor a little? Woman, I think a little, but if you find out she just got a DUI and she has yeah. a three year old and she's living with her parents, it I is piling on. It is what it is one thing right after another. That's true. All right, can we talk to Hector in Diamond Bar line six, please? Up next on the Kevin Beach, she'll give away tickets to the Las Vegas singles party next weekend. Hey, Hector. Good morning, party people. How you doing? We are good. Worst date. So this was just last week. I'm happy. Oh. He's still so sad. Listen to the pain in his voice. Just from last. It's horrible. Week. You okay. wait. Uh, so I'm having to resort to people on Facebook. I should have known when I picked her up. She was hammered. She had. She a was hammered bit when Already. you picked her up. Yeah. Well, she was and getting ready to go out with Hector. She had to brace herself right? for it. It's a party before the party. So, All right. I, I go to the restaurant. And mind you, it's a nice Spanish restaurant having tapas. You know, it's just it's a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I'm a regular there. We're sitting down. I'm saying, okay, sober up, drink some water. She throws up at the restaurant. Oh. No. No. And uh, they, they're looking at me, and I'm, just, you know, obviously embarrassed. Um uh, Obviously, I'm a gentleman, so I try to pick it up. They go, look, just leave. And I go, I leave. Just leave. The restaurant didn't want you there. I I leave. I uh, drop her off. And uh, that's my date. And how was your second date? (laughs) Yeah, there won't be a second date. Okay. He's hungry. Wow. Again, Oof. very picky. The Oof. men are very picky. I don't know. Today. She was yeah. smashed when he picked her up. That's a that was a deal breaker. Crazy. All right, we got time for one more, Kevin. Is there anyone you like? Um, let's. Uh, there's so many throw ups. Yeah, a lot of vomit. A lot of vomit happening. <laughs> Uh, I'm used see. to I'm used to vomit at the end of a date, not at the beginning though. That was what was curious. All right, about let's go to straight. Eric and Burbank. Okay. Hi, Eric. Hey, what's up, party people? Talking about worst dates. Oh, well, I've had so many, but uh, it had to be when I was with this uh, food blogger at a Beverly Hills Italian restaurant. I'm out. And- <laughs> You're out on you food blogger? food blogger. <laughs> right. Red pasta sauce all over the white tablecloth and my white shirt. Sweet. Oh, oh, it's a good luck. Amazing. That's a good luck. And she enjoyed yeah. it very much, and you had a hearty laugh? A great, great laugh. Great laugh. Mm. But uh, she did not like and laugh when I asked if we could split the bill. Oh, well, that's a dick move. Well, it was just the red pasta sauce was kind of a, a ruiner of sorts. Okay. <laughs> okay. A ruiner of sorts. <laughs> right. So he didn't want to lose extra money on top of that. All right. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate that. All right. Does anyone have a clear favorite or is it drawing time? What do you uh, guys think? My, fa- my favorite, I have a favorite was the guy that um, hung up apparently, but he got his beans above his frank. Did you see that call? It dropped. Oh, I did. I did see that. Yeah, that was uh, Nick. Yeah, zipped, but we didn't talk to them. We didn't talk to them. We didn't even talk. I'm just saying. We're only picking from the people oh, we talked okay, to. Got it. Got it. Yeah, penis, penis injury might have won this round. <laughs> you can't go back to people who hung up and choose <laughs> them. Just saying that's a great story. All right, I like uh, Brandon. I think the guy that the girl had a DUI and a kid and parents <sighs> couldn't hate him more. Really? Couldn't Why? hate him more. Couldn't hate him more. Why? That would have um, been you, by the way. Three-year-old's a deal-breaker. She got a uh-huh. DUI. She wanted yeah. to take you home to meet her parents. You would have been out. Not unless it's my kid. His firm is magic. His firm is magic. He's the only one who can create a decent it, human, right? right? That's I, what we're talking about here. Maybe right, it's drawing time. Like, I'm, I think I like uh, I think I like Hector. I think I like Hector with the girl who puked all over herself at dinner. I feel like he sounded like Eeyore. He, he did so have sad. a little Eeyore to <laughs> him, yeah. I, I want him to have a better time, and I think Vegas will do that. Uh, so you're uh, agreeing that Hector's so yeah, the winner? Hector's up. I okay. So. All right. Hey, sad right. Hector, you win. 
You guys are the best. You guys just made my weekend. Thank you. I love you. Tell your face. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. Okay, so um, Muggs is in here, right? Am I supposed to turn on his mic? Nope. Yeah, go ahead and turn on his yeah. mic. I'll, t- I'll tell you why. It's actually good news because you know we're doing this new limited edition Carrot Gorilla sticker. And uh, you can win the show with the band for you and 50 friends, the new car, the 2019 Honda Fit, and the $500 Hot Topic uh, diff- gift card. You can go to any Hot Topic location in Southern California, but there's something very special for you at one Hot Topic at 1 o'clock today. And Beer Mug is here to tell us more. So, yes, it's stop number three of our awesome Hot Topic K-Rock sticker tour at 500 Lakewood Center Mall in Lakewood. We're going to have Hot Topic gift cards, uh, System of a Down tickets, Thrice tickets, Demon Days tickets, uh, K-Rock t-shirts. By the way, the logo of the new K-Rock sticker was actually designed by the Gorillaz artist. Did you guys know it's that? It's pretty cool. Did you guys I love know it. Yeah. No. So uh, we'll be there from 1 to 3, and then Saturday we'll be at the Glendale Galleria, and Sunday we'll be at the Galleria at Tyler in Riverside. Wow, and all this is at krock.com for people who want to know where you're going to be? Yes, I, exactly. When you were out yesterday, did anyone come up and try to get you to shave your head? One person said, Muggs, please don't shave your head. I love you just the way you are. No one said that. Yes, they did. Zero Liar. people said that. How many people said that? Zero. <laughs> uh, all right. So Lakewood Center today at 1 o'clock. Beer Mug will be there. Not only do you get your sticker, but you can win lots of other great Kira prizes. Thank you, Muggs. Allie is here with our final look at what's happening on a Friday. I don't know. Have Friday, Over, first please. of all. Yes. I don't know how to feel about this. Prince's label, Universal Music, which owns the rights to Purple Rain, has shut down a video which features fans in Minneapolis singing the song just hours after he died. It was a video that was posted by a man that worked for the Star Tribune, and they took it off Twitter, and they claimed that it violates the Digital Millennium Copyright Act of 1998, which is the DMCA. Yeah. Uh, why? Would, why? Why would you do that? You it's dick. fans. I mean, in could, the morning can, can you? Yes, singing. but why would you? Why would you? That and whole operation's been backwards when it comes to digital. It's insane. It has, yeah, right? but the actual reporter Aaron Levinsky he wound up saying this is disturbing. Universal Music filed a DCMA takedown on a video I shot of thousands of Prince fans singing "Purple Rain" the night of his death. This was clearly fair use. Absolutely. They and this, Twitter are in the wrong. Absolutely. This would be like a kid in his bedroom singing Let's Go Crazy on a YouTube video. That's right. all this is. It's not taking any money out of Prince's pocket. It's it's insane. And why is that kid singing Let's Go Crazy alone? I don't know. Right? That's a very weird, it's a yeah, weird choice <laughs> for a kid al- alone in his bedroom. It's not the song he would choose. Bean it's a good child. example, though, Bean. Great example. That's, it's fantastic. What it's what I'm famous for. Oh, oh good Lord. That, that took the wind out of me. Wow. Right? Wow. Mm. <laughs> well, this is a really interesting thing. I've never heard about this, but BoJack Horseman, of course, the beloved animated series. That's craziness. About the saddest talking horse and all his Hollywood animal friends has become the first Netflix original to be syndicated for cable TV. Comedy Central has basically bought the rights and they're going to begin running BoJack in linear fashion starting with season one on September 26th. You you rarely hear that. All right. That's great. Absolutely. I I like it. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's excellent news. And not sure if you heard about this. Simon Pegg, who we absolutely love, who has, of course, Mission Impossible coming up Simon Sixpack Pegg? Simon Sixpack Pegg, we found out about. Um, 
he was interviewed and he was talking about, you know, there's fans and then there's Star Wars fans. Sure. And this man knows of fandoms because Mission Impossible, the Star Trek films, let alone the Cornetto trilogy. Like, those are hardcore fans. But he was talking about how awful people were to Kelly Marie Tran and Ahmad Best. That's a who, terrible story. Yeah, the Jar Jar Binks guy. Yeah. And he said he admits that he was upset after the release of Phantom Menace, and he was one of many who criticized the franchise for bringing Jar Jar Binks into it. He, of course, didn't know, like none of us knew, that this poor man that voiced Jar Jar Binks contemplated suicide. What? Like, it's really... Oh, no. oh, it affected him. People went after for him years. directly because yes. he didn't write the role or yes. the words he said. Well, neither did Kelly Marie Tran. I know, I agree. It's insane. But he said this, which I think is what a interesting way to have this self-realization. He said, I feel so ashamed of the fact that there was actually a victim, a human victim of that. I think most people were regarding Jar Jar Binks like he was a real creature, just wailing on him for being annoying or whatever, not liking him. But that was a person. And I read that and just thought, Christ, I'm one of those people. And it makes me feel awful. So Simon Pegg is admitting that he was one of those people. Then how he about sees that? how Kelly Marie Tran was treated. And he said, there's no diplomacy in that. There's no empathy. We're becoming very, very insular as human beings. He is a dick. We're becoming self-driven, selfish in our opinions, our needs, our wants. And he needs us all to stop being so aggressive. And I agree, Simon Pegg. I all right, six-pack, you got it. I agree with Simon Pegg, and I understand why he's defending Jar Jar Binks. But, but, but let's not forget. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, you can say he ruined your childhood, and you're a effing dick because you're an idiot. Right. But to bring um, even the word rape into it, into a funny little song, F those dudes so hard. Thank you. Hey, Kat, what's <laughs> happening uh, going on in L.A.? I need a Xanax after that. I'm right? saying. <laughs> saying. Uh, this show is a roller coaster of emotions. I, really seriously, I, I'm having a little, uh, I'm having a moment right now. Um, so does anybody have any trouble sleeping? Yes. All the time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Well, I don't know. Maybe you want to do this thing. There's an event happening tomorrow and Sunday called Sleep. It's at Grand Park, downtown LA, and this uh, classical electronic music is going to be played by Max Richter and uh, assorted musicians. There's 500 beds set up, so you basically no. purchase a bed <gasps> and the concert starts at 10.30 and it goes until like 8am, I think. Wow. <laughs> and it's inviting listeners to fall asleep and drift in and out of consciousness and lucid dream states while the music plays. So he's going to be on stage playing to a crowd that is largely asleep? Yes. I would guess okay. they're going to be largely not asleep. I would guess most people. Largely For eight hours, balls? Kevin? Yeah, tripping balls. For eight right? hours? <laughs> like in your I jammies? Mean, like, maybe yeah. in and out of sleep, but that's not to get sleep. That's that. That's to, you know, have fun at that event. That's all that is. Do you think people are going to, like, try to get two people in a bed and get frisky during this thing? Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. That's the way right? I go for it. Wait, read right. my mind. 
<laughs> Tomorrow, best friends are having a super cat adoption. Um, so lots of kittens are out there and cats. Stop giving me the finger, Kevin. Um, <laughs> <and> we, <laughs> we had some cute kittens in for the K-Rock to the Rescue the other day. You can check out the video now at K-Rock.com. Ew, I like that. Yeah. I totally look at my war wound from the, uh, oh, from the kittens. Yeah, see? Cats are dicks. Yeah, they are. Cats are dicks. <laughs> All right. And let's get to the final uh, Jonathan Gold. The Pulitzer Prize winning restaurant critic. His birthday, 58th, would have been tomorrow. Mm. Of course, he passed away recently. Um, Tomorrow night, you know, it originally started with Los Angeles. Now it's moved out. But uh, L.A. and various other places are going to turn gold tomorrow evening after sunset. Gold lights will appear. The pylons at LAX, uh, the Pacific Wheel at Santa Monica Pier, the Wiltern Ford Theaters, Ace, the Fairplex in Pomona, um, gold lights all over, and they're still adding more and more and more. That's, That's pretty a, rad. That's, That's cool. a wonderful tribute to a man yeah. who would be very much missed in this area. Yes. So there you go. I like it. I like Thank all of that. We never got to the Becky with a good hair story, Kevin. You promised us that like four hours ago. I know. I'm you sorry. could have done it right now. Okay, here's the thing. Okay. Um, when I see a, a thing that says that <sighs> Amber Rose knows who Becky with a good hair is, and she said it during Make Spidey Famous, that's a podcast with Spencer and Heidi Pratt. <sighs> Do you know Becky with good hair is supposedly the person that Jay-Z was cheating on Beyonce with? No one knows who it is. Well, Amber Rose said, I definitely think that Gwyneth Paltrow is Becky with the good hair. I feel like she's the one who was like effing Jay-Z. Wait, she's guessing? That totally makes sense, though. But then she's like, they're never seen together anymore, whatever. And people were like, what? Becky with the good hair is Gwyneth Paltrow. Well, Gwyneth Paltrow has come out, and she's like, no, uh uh-uh. And people say... What do you expect her to say, Allie? Well, obviously, but then... Gwyneth Paltrow, she has goop. Come on. But then she said Gwyneth and Beyonce and Jay-Z are all still good friends. None of this makes sense. Completely absurd, 100% false. Then everybody gets a hold of the story. Variety tweets it out, and Amber Rose responds, bruh, we were joking on a podcast. LOL, stop with the clickbait. You said it! <laughs> so much trash in that oh, whole thing. It's all trash. It's all trash. Except for Gwyneth. Let's, let's get off Gwyneth. She's all right, you guys. Stop it. Just stop. I can't. Right? Whoever. Allie, it's time to leave and uh, steam your vagina or whatever she recommends. <laughs> you can't trust her, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm glad he said whatever she recommends. Yeah. So that wasn't that was just odd. my plan today. <laughs> uh, there were some birthdays. That's what's happening. Thank you, Ellie. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with Strikers. Commercial free-for-all during your drive home today at 5 p.m. on the world-famous K-Rock. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday morning. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Becky with the good hair. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. So will there or won't there be naked dudes? Good question. Roll another one. That's a deal. Just like the other one. Bonk, bonk. This one seems to be about quit. Race war! And I need another hit. Who is the greatest basketball player of all time, in your opinion? Whoa. Oh, man, that's hard. The greatest the greatest. But at what? Basketball. <laughs> Pass it on down. All right, guys, let's let's end strong. What do you say? Let's 
power on out of here. Bye, nerd. Keep walking. Keep walking, nerd. Bye. Thank you. Well, I thank you for your input, sirs. Have a wonderful and safe day. I'm f***ing hammered, Juan. Juan, I can't figure out how to stop my recording machine. Oh, man. Can you do it for me? I can try. Can you do it for me? Yeah, cheers. Thanks a lot, guys. Bong, bong. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.